0: Hi, this is Ananda, President of the Hare Krishna Community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskconofdc.org. That's i s k c o n o f d c . o r g. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. Hare Krishna! You may remember, uh, last week, um, I made, at the end of, after we had the uh, board of uh, directors uh, program here, I made an announcement saying that, uh, what suggestions do you have about the class, the talk I was going to give this week, today? (laughs) Um, And I I welcomed your suggestions. And I got about six of them. And um, I chose one. It came by email. This is it right here, if you can see it. It was from uh, Andy. Is Andy here? Oh, right there. Okay. And he wrote me. um, uh, He said, what about our temple deities? Who, what, when, where, why? There must be so many possible talks one could give about the deities and still just scratch the surface. My experience is that I had to scrape together knowledge before I even knew the names of the individuals. For veteran temple attendees maybe find a few nuggets of information they didn't know, and it never hurts to be well grounded in fundamentals. Yours truly, Andy. So Andy won the lottery. Um, but then, after I committed, because uh, they we have to, I think by Tuesday we have to put it on the website, what the talk is. And then I usually, as I mentioned last week, when I prepare for these talks, I usually try to think about them during the week and then start sweating about them around Friday. But earlier than that, like Wednesday, I said, oh, my God, did I actually agree to talk about deity worship? What do I know about that? And I said what am I going to talk about? Am I going to talk about idol worship, right? This is a scene from uh, uh, the worship of the golden calf in in from the 10 commandments movie uh, or at least from that scene um, you know where, when they were worshipping an idol and G- and Moses got very upset, right? And said this is, you know, so should I talk about idol worship or should I talk about how to do deity worship? You know, what what do you do and I, and I said no, I don't want to talk about idol worship. I don't want to, I don't really know that I'm not a Pujari, I'm not like these great souls that go on the altar and offer the arctiques, and um, I don't know that much about how to do that, so no, I'm not going to talk about that. Should I talk about the difference between worship of God and worship of demigods and the 330 million demigods that you hear about in Hinduism? Should I talk about that? And I said, no, no, I'm not going to talk about that either. Um, so what am I going to talk about? So then I, start, I started thinking, what's, what's the essence of deity worship and what's what part of it do I understand and can talk about? And I, I came to the thought that, well, the main thing is that God, Krishna, Lord Ram, Gorurney Thai, is there God is a person. God is a person. Um, that's, that's what really struck me now, we are people, right? We're everyone here is a person, and if uh, we say that God is not a person. If God's impersonal, that means He's less than us, right? Because um, if, 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 some people will say, right, the Lord is beyond form, and uh, He's unlimited, and so you cannot confine Him to some form, right? You, maybe you've heard that uh, that 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 um, kind of argument. Um, but everything we see. In God's creation has form, so why? How can we say the source of that doesn't have form? Hmm? Um, does the creation have something that God doesn't have? That God is somehow less than his creation, right? That somehow the uh, the complete is incomplete. It doesn't, didn't make, doesn't really make logical sense. Um, Rather, in in the the Vedic literature, it talks about how the the complete whole, a definition of God, is everything within and beyond our experience. And also, if you look in the Bhagavad Gita, there's there's one really famous line where Krishna says, Brahmano hi pratisht aham. He says, aham, I am the pratishta or the basis of brahman or the impersonal so there is an impersonal energy you've probably heard of the word brahman but that but the base but krishna the person is the basis of that so i said okay i can talk a little bit about god as a person and a relationship and then i came across this beautiful um uh quote from our founder Srila Prabhupada, whose uh, statue is there behind you Um, and he says, this he talks, he's talking about our relationship with Krishna. He says, this transcendental reciprocation exists because both the Lord and the devotee are conscious. When a diamond is set in a golden ring, it looks very nice. The gold is glorified and at the same time the diamond is glorified. The Lord and the living entity eternally glitter. And when a living entity becomes inclined to the service of the Supreme Lord, he looks like gold. The Lord is a diamond. And so this combination is very nice. I thought that was nice. Very nice. Uh, uh, in the Bible, we hear the, uh, one statement where it says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Mm-hmm. So Krishna, we have a relationship with Krishna. Krishna, Krishna loves us. He says so many things in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, he carries what we lack. He preserves what we have. He he um, he says, "Yea He says that as we approach Him, if we take one step towards Him. He takes a hundred, a thousand steps towards us. So this is this is God. Now, I'm, I, I, we just read this, and we have a class at 10.30 on Sundays, and we just read this passage. Um, the Lord is eternal, and therefore any, this is from Srila uh, Prabhupada, his uh, commentary on this wonderful book called the Srimad Bhagavatam, it's 18,000 verses. It's 12 cantos, and right now we're studying the third canto. So, And that's taken us a few years, so. Um, I hope I'm still alive by the time we finish it. So the Lord is eternal, and therefore, any relationship in which we accept him is also eternal. It is clearly confirmed herein that the relationship cannot be destroyed, and therefore the opulences of that relationship are never destroyed. Every living entity has the propensity to love someone. You agree with that? Yes. We all have a propensity to love someone. We can see that if someone has no object of love, he generally directs his love to a pet animal like a cat or a dog. Has anyone ever seen that? Right, has anyone at work ever seen a cubicle whether your coworkers has a picture of their dog or their cat? I, I've seen dozens of them, okay. That's the eternal propensity for love in all living entities is always searching for a place to reside. We're looking, where should we give our love? Where should we give our love? From this verse, we can learn that we can love the supreme personality of Godhead as our dear most object, as a friend, as a son, as a preceptor, as a well-wisher, and there will be no cheating and no end to such love. Isn't that what we're looking for? Right. Um, why do people get prenups? Because they, the they don't believe the love's gonna last, right? And if one, and especially if there's an imbalance in wealth, right? then one, the person who has the more wealth, they also want, they want that prenup because just in case, they don't wanna be cheated, right? But we hear it say, like with God, with Krishna, you don't have to worry about cheating and the love, the relationship never ends. Even if one has the absolutely perfect marriage, raise your hand if you have the absolutely perfect marriage. <laughs> Only my wife raised her hand. Wow, amazing. <laughs> right, right. But even if you had the most absolutely perfect marriage, right, you just got along and you finished each other's sentences, you know, everything was great, right, eventually it ends. And actually, it's very painful when it does end. But here Krishna is saying, here we're hearing about Krishna, that that love never ends. So this is our relationship with the Supreme Person. Never, there's no question of cheating, and it's eternal, and, it, and it's always increasing. So to make advancement in our relationship with Krishna, it usually requires two things. So we're going to learn two Sanskrit words today. Okay, the, th- That we have trust or faith I, I prefer the word trust than faith somehow, but we have trust in the goal, that we can ha- that there is God, there is Krishna, and we can have that intimate, loving relationship with him. That's f- that, that it's called prema, just absolute love, just uh, 24/7. and trust in the process. To get there. All right, that's called sadhana. Sadhana literally means practice. So the so when we have trust in those two things, the goal and the way to achieve the goal, um, we're well well on the way to to achieving that. So deity worship now finally getting to uh, the topic today, right? So deity worship is um, <clears throat> it's one of the sadhanas. It's one of the practices to get to that goal. There's actually five uh, most potent ways of practicing bhakti or practicing devotion to God, devotion to Krishna. Anyone know any one of the five? No, I don't want all five. Chanting the holy names, very good. Reading, someone said reading. Yes, hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam, hearing the Shastra, hearing the scriptures, yes. Yes. Worshipping the deities? Ah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'm joking. Yeah, staying in a holy place. This is a holy place, and your homes can all be holy places. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. And of course, periodically going to holy places. I mean, uh, the, the original holy places, like Vrindavan. Uh, 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 Ananda Vrindavan mentioned she's going to, I'm going with her to Mayapur on Wednesday. Visiting a holy place like that. And there's one missing. Satusanda. Association with devotees. So, that's what we, so when we come, so imagine, think of what happens when you come on a Sunday. right? You hear the holy name. You hear something about the Shastra. You associate with devotees. You see the deities. You're doing deity worship. And you come to a holy place. So all, you got, you got all your bases covered. All the five most potent items of devotional service are covered just by, you know, cranking up the car and driving to Potomac. It's very, it's very, it's a very, very powerful. So the de, excuse me, the the deities are an expression of Krishna's love for us, an expression of Krishna's love for us. And we're going to try to play a very short excerpt from one of Srila Prabhupada's Morning walks. As you're listening, um, I'd like you to key key in on a few things. Um, Srila Prabhupada mentions in one place, I think he mentions the virat rupa. That means the universal form, the big universal creation of the Lord. That's one thing. And also his whole point about the mailbox analogy and being authorized. Okay. So it's about a two and a half minute excerpt. So, um, gosh, the technology gods are on our side today. Um, so this analogy is a, is one that Srila Prabhupada would use often. And are we back on? Yes. Okay, so he's saying if you put their letter in any box, it'll take millions of years, right? Any, Just any box. But if you put it in an authorized box, his point is, that the small box, the small letter box that is on many corners all over America, has the same potency as, this is the, uh, the, po- the main post office in New York City, the same potency as that huge, huge building, right? Because the letter is going in there, you know, it has, a, it has the same potency. So similarly, his point is that the deity, that is our, this is our deity here, Shishi Radha and Madame Mohan is their name. We'll talk more about them in a few minutes. Um, they are here, right, in this place here in Potomac, but they have the same potency as Krishna in the spiritual world. Just as the mailbox has the same potency as the big mail office. That's, that's the uh, analogy that, that he's making. <clears throat> so I'll just read one other short thing from Prabhupada because it's so nice to hear, uh, cause, um, hear from him. He says, so here is Lord Krishna and Radharani. That's, there we go, you can see them. That is the same Krishna Radharani who are in the spiritual world. It is simply expansion to give us facility to accept our service. Just like in front of your door, there is a mailbox. That mailbox, although it appears to be a small box, but it is the post office. It is not different from the post office. Similarly, for the deity, when you're worshiping this deity, just like you are posting your letters in the mailbox, it is accepted by Krishna. Don't think you are worshipping some doll. No. As the post office kindly places a box before your house to facilitate your business. Similarly, Krishna, living in Goloka Vrindavan, in the spiritual world, but he expands himself as a deity to accept your humble service. Never consider that the deity is made of stone or brass or wood like that. Brass, wood, stone, everything is Krishna because everything is Krishna's energy. So, Krishna comes as a deity to accept our service. And as uh, this is a picture of Madhvacharya, one of the famous uh, great teachers in India, and he's always pictured like this. Does anyone know why he's pictured like this? He's not saying, Peace, brother. Yes, he's saying there's two. There's a living entity and God. There's us. There's us. That's us. You probably maybe see yourself there. Right? There's us. And there is Krishna. Okay. So um, you might remember this from our, from our so about, about us, our true identity, this is from a previous uh, talk I gave, is that our srupa, Jivara swarupahaya krishnara nityadas Our swarup, who we really are, is God's servant, is Krishna's servant. And you might remember this slide, that just as a chili swarup is to be hot, right? Or sugar swarup is to be sweet. So our swarup is to have a loving relationship with Krishna. That's who we are. That's, that's what we're made of, ultimately. Not this body that's here for temporarily. But ultimately, our sroop is to have that loving relationship with Krishna. Mm. So, okay. Does that mean your nature or your potential nature? Does that mean your nature or your potential nature? Excellent question. It means your nature that is now covered. So we say, uh, nitya siddha. Krishna Prema, Sadhu Kabunoy, Shravanadi Sudhachite Korye Udoy. It's a very important distinction. I'm very glad you brought this up. So it's there, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema, love for God is in our heart. You don't have to get it from some external place. It has to be Udoy. Anyone here speak Bengali? Okay, awakened. It's awakened. Shravanadi by hearing by all those five potent things that we talked about before, so that's a very important uh, theological point. It's already there; it's not some foreign thing, spirituality. It's in everyone's heart, but it's awakened in the right setting. So thank. Yes, it's covered, and this so we're uncovering. Right? Yes. So. Um, and here at our temple, we take this idea of our relationship with Krishna and Krishna actually being the deity very seriously, right? Um, for those of you who may be familiar, um, the first service of the, to the deity is at 4.30 in the morning. And the Vajraya is there every day, Paka, 4.30. And there's six offerings. Is that right? Six. We cook for the deities. We cook food for the... We treat Krishna as... He's a person. He's a supreme person. He's a person. So we make six offerings of food every day to him. We, cha- we don't change the garlands once a week. We don't change the outfits once. A- do you do you change your out- Do you get dressed once a week? I certainly hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have to put the fans on high. Right. Um. <laughs> So we, ch- we changed the, change the outfits for the Lord twice a day. There's diff- how many different outfits are there? 40, 50? 50 plus. 50 plus. And fresh garlands every day. Fresh garlands every single day. So we very, you know, this is, so we are at, you know, Krishna's beck and call. Right? I, 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 I looked up, what does beck and call mean? I was trying to figure out, we know what call means, right? Hey, you know, right? You know, hey, get this for me. Bek means literally when you go like this, right? Or in America we go like this, in India we go like this, right? <laughs> Same thing, right? You know, if you have a servant, just go, I hey, come, come, right? So that's, so Krishna's saying, I want this now, cello, right? And we say yes, right? So, the, so the, the, the worship here at the temple has that uh, focus, and the devotees who live on the property, they're just focused on serving the deity because is there, Right? Um, and then we, sh- we also recommend that we have, uh, deities at home, right? Because it's so easy. Isn't it, is it easy to always remember that our Swarup is Krishna's servant and that really the only goal in life is to love God? Do you ever get distracted from that during your day-to-day life? Always. always. <laughs> yeah, it happens, right? So when we have a deity at home, then before we, you know, uh, before we feed our families, we we offer our foodstuffs to the deity and we do some kind of you know even if it's 10 minutes or whatever it is but some kind of puja to the lord and we and we even try to think that actually krishna i'm your servant this is your home right and and it, so it's another blessing of the lord to appear in our homes as if we uh, could and and if you ha- how many of you have deities at home Raise your hand. Okay. So those who keep your hand up for just a minute, a second, um, for those who don't have deities but would like to consider having deities at home, approach one of the people that have their hands up and ask them how they do it. Okay. They can they can tell you how to do that. So um, now, how are we doing time-wise? What I'd like to do briefly is introduce us all to the deity, the Lord. Can we put the orange up? All right. So let's start here. So this is Shri Shri Radha, Madan Mohan, Shri Shri Radha and Krishna. And then the name that was given to Krishna, Krishna has so many different names, and the name that was given to him is Madan Mohan. So Krishna is Aham Sarvasya Prabowo, he's the source of all material and spiritual worlds. He's the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he um, reciprocates loving relationships with his devotees. His greatest devotee is to his left and, uh, left, and we'll describe her in a second. Um, and Krishna has wonderful pastimes that just by hearing about them, we become spiritualized. And there's so many things, of course, that we can say about Krishna. Uh, we could go on, you know, if time allowed. Um, and then Srimati Radharani, is the, is, uh, well I'll just read here, the source of all the goddesses, um, sh- just as Krishna is the source of all incarnations, and we'll talk about the various incarnations in a second. So Radha is a source of all the goddesses, um, and she is um, the personification of love. And Let me explain that in probably the easiest way, by explaining this word, these term, Madan Mohan. So, here, here is a statement about Madan Mohan, which is the name of Krishna. To give another example of such opulence, Krishna is known as Madan Mohan. Madan means Cupid. Cupid enchants everyone. Is that true? Right? All over the world, right? But Krishna is known as Madan Mohan because he is so beautiful that he enchants even Cupid. (laughs) Nonetheless, Krishna himself is enchanted by Srimati Radharani, and therefore Srimati Radharani is known as Madan Mohan Mohini, the enchanter of the enchanter of Cupid. So Krishna is the enchanter of Cupid and Radharani is the enchanter of that enchanter. So she's the greatest lover of Krishna and devotees especially pray for her mercy, right? Because if she says, yes, um, uh, Palaka, very nice. She goes up to Krishna and says, Palaka's a good guy. Then Krishna can't say no because he's totally, Radharani has Krishna wrapped around her pinky. Right. Not in any bad, but out of her love. So the absolute truth is actually Radha and Krishna, and we are so fortunate. The the deity of Krishna is the first Krishna deity uh, in in Iskan in the Western world, and uh, they've come to grace us. And we're so fortunate now for so many years. Every day they are here to smile upon us, and you can even go on Instagram. Is it every day and have darshan. Uh, we take photos of them and put them on Instagram. So briefly, because I need to leave some time for questions. Uh, this is Sita Ram, Lakshman, and Hanuman. Lord Ramachandra, here with the, uh, the second from the our, our left, our right, um, is an expansion of Krishna. was also the Supreme Personality of God. So we're not Polytheist. We're monotheistic, but if you just think of the idea of if you have an original candle, Krishna is the original candle, and if you light other candles, don't they have the same heat, the same power as the original? Right? So Lord Ramachandra is an incarnation of Krishna, and um, he taught the world through his example. Um, he was the most dutiful, honorable, charitable, virtuous, he was a valiant king, and he was a standard of heroism, morality, and good government. So when we were, uh, the pre- one of the previous temple presidents wrote our founder, Srila Prabhupada, and asked him about, could we have a deity of Lord Ramachandra here in Washington, Prabhupada said, you can install Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman. They are the ideal king, and it is very suitable that they reign over the capital of America. Right. So as Ram is an expansion of Krishna, Sita is an expansion of Srimakti Radharani. And she is the perfect example of uh, a devoted daughter, a devoted uh, mother, a devoted wife, and, uh, and not giving in to any kind of temptation. These are some of her qualities. Uh, Lakshman is the uh, younger brother of Lord Ram. And Hanuman, you're wondering, but we, Hanuman is not God. Right. He's, a He's a servant of God, but we put him on the altar also because he is the most devoted servant of Lord Ram. right And uh, there's so many stories you, you probably uh, I'm looking at the clock and I have to leave time for questions. okay so finally, over here, uh, we have Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. Yes. Um, Lord Chaitanya is on our right, and Lord Yatinanda is on our left. And uh, Lord Chaitanya uh, is an incarnation of Krishna that appeared 500 years ago. And he, he came to teach the Yuga Dharma, which is chanting of the holy names of the Lord. And on a very, very elevated esoteric level, he is Krishna in the mood of Radha. Right, so he's the Lord himself, but he's in the mood of the greatest devotee of the Lord, right? So he came and showed us how to love God. And then Lord Nityananda um, is an incarnation of Krishna's brother, Balaram. And he, um, we pray to Lord Nityananda because he relieves us of material desires and gives us a taste for the holy name of Krishna. So that's a little... Very little introduction to, and we'll hear a lot more about Nityananda tomorrow, because tomorrow is his birthday, his appearance day, and so we have a big festival tomorrow evening. So, we will now take your questions, and I don't know who's uh, running this around. uh...
1: Quick question. Ram's brother, what is he known for?
0: Uh, what is Lakshman known for? <laughs>
1: or just if you know in the second... Well, if- I
0: can tell a really quick uh, pastime. So when, um, when, they, when Lord Ramachandra and, and Lakshman and Sita, they were, it's, there's a whole story behind this, but they were um, banished to the, to the forest for 12, or 13 years. 14, yeah, I knew. I, I was, you know, just making it shorter, <laughs> Just testing you. Uh, and so at one time... Lord Ram uh, was. They were there, and and, and so Lord Ram went out for. There was some. Anyway, Lord Ram left the area where um, they were living, but he said, "Lakshman, you please protect Sita, right?" And he. um, uh, Anyway, to make a long story short, he he wasn't successful, (laughs) right? And so one of the interesting things is that uh, he said, "I." I got in trouble by being the younger brother because I listened to Lord Ram. So next time when I come as uh, Balaram, I'm going to come as his older brother. And then Krishna has to listen to me. But, the, but um, anyone else want to say what, what Lakshman is known for? Um, besides being, of course, the most devoted uh, brother to Lord Ram. And also incredibly uh, respectful to Sita. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's up there for a reason. Yes.
1: And second parallel question. You've got a big sign. Uh-huh. The Lord was also known as. I have no idea what that means. Okay, it's very, very good.
0: Okay. So. It's a parallel. Thank you for that. This is about Lord Chaitanya. His mother was Sachi, Sachi Mata. So, may the Lord, who is known as the son of Srimati Sachi Devi, uh, be transcendentally situated in the innermost chambers of your heart. So, it's a it's a blessing to all of us that may lord chaitanya be in our heart okay next question over here okay is
2: it on is it on yeah, yeah. prabhu um this question is about uh, a f- philosophy of uh hinduism or um so uh, everywhere you hear People say people tell you do everything in moderation don't pray to the lord so much <laughs> don't love the lord so much we have a a small uh, song in 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 uh, bollywood he <laughs> say he well, that sa- must be bona fide <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's an is uh so he in the song he says uh in in the river of uh, of life, there are uh, numerous uh, streams and waves and obstacles, but the one who has love is crossed from that river. Okay. Uh,
0: so what's the question?
2: So the question is: Does is that correct? The love is boundless love for the Lord, for Krishna. It, that will mean that would not be moderate and and like. It won't be one in moderation. It won't be one full of always full of joy. Always wanted to please God. (laughs) So, uh, is that the correct way, or moderation is the correct way?
0: Uh, The answer is yes. (laughs) How's that sound? Uh, I'm just looking for the verse. It's uh, well, I don't know if I should do it. It's chapter six of the Bhagavad Gita, Um, and I think it's verse seventeen if anyone can find it real quick, or if I'm going to find maybe 16. Uh, That must be 17. Yes! Verse 17 of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, He who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, uh, recreation and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system. So yes, in our day-to-day life it's good to be regulated, don't eat too much, don't eat too little, don't sleep too much, don't sleep too little right you know everything in um, what was the word you used moderation, moderation. except <laughs> when it comes to love when it comes to our relationship with krishna that we don't have to you can't you can't go overboard of course you can be a fanatic you know we sometimes run into religious fanatic you know you know it's the only way and you're going to hell forever you know that's we're not talking about that but in terms of us um Uh, Lord Chaitanya says kirtaniya sadahari, right? He says you should be chanting always Krishna's name, right? And there's another verse that says smartavya satatam vishnu. He says if you're smart, smartavya, if you're smart, you'll always remember vishnu. And vismartavya najatuchit, don't ever forget him. So the prescription in the Shastra, in the scriptures about our developing our love for Krishna um, there's no limits on that, but in terms of our daily, day-to-day life, and just, you know, keeping ourselves healthy, and, and, and properly situated, um, Krishna gives very good advice here in the, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita. Is there a thing <laughs> what else would you like to do? <laughs> uh, defending and mating. And all those things should be done in um, regulation and uh, moderation. Thank you. Okay, next question. Ladies next. Is there a lady question? Does does someone have one? Oh, yeah, Madhava could ask a question. Yeah, but I hope yeah, you're not yeah, asking yeah. your mom's question. Yes, Madhava. <laughs> um, so you said... um like, going a hard question. five um, ways to... Five was. most potent items of bhakti, yeah. Bathya. One of them was being in a holy place. Right. And yet, Srila Prabhupada went into, like, tons of really unholy places and made them holy. So, like, to what degree do we follow that and what does a holy place mean? Wow. Excellent question. Oh, my God. Um, Yes, um, there is a beautiful verse. um, Is it about Yudhisthira, or is it spoken by Yudhisthira Maharaj? Anyway, no, yes, it's Yudhisthira Maharaj talking about Vidura. And he says, people like you, uh, he says, great sadhus, great saints like you, are uh, literally walking places of pilgrimage, Right, Like that. And it even says that sometimes the great, great devotees, they go to holy places to help purify the holy places. Because everyone goes to holy places to dump their sins. Like, oh, God, you know, bathe in the Ganga and get rid of all that stuff. So the holy places actually become purified uh, by the great uh, devotees. So I can tell you a quick story about that. Um, I have a, a very dear devotee that I know quite well. And um, he was, uh, he was, uh, he joined in 1968 in Krishna consciousness when ISKCON was very, um, not very developed yet, right? And very soon he got a letter from Srila Prabhupada, He's, he's an American, he's from New York, and he got a letter saying, please go to Japan. Wow so he um he he called his parents his parents had been saving some money for when he would get married he asked them for that money and they didn't they weren't very happy but they gave it to him and he flew to japan and he mainly served in in iscon in japan hong kong uh, philippines places that where there were no deities and so this is actually a good connection between uh, your question and the topic today uh there were no deities but Śrīla Prabhupāda himself visited those places often. And when he was there, there were very few other devotees. So this devotee got a lot of his association. And then years later, 1976, he came to, this devotee came to America and he went to Dallas. And for the first time ever, he went on the altar to worship Radhakala Chanji, the names of the deities in Dallas. And when he got on the altar, he got this feeling and he started thinking, where did I get this feeling before? And he realized it was the same feeling of being with Srila Prabhupada. Because he understood that Prabhupada carried Radha and Krishna in his heart. And therefore, being with the deities and being with someone who's carrying the, the mood of the deities with them was, was synonymous, was the same. So, um, the, the, what was the last part of your question, Madhava? How do you make holy? How do you make places holy? Um, well, Palaka Prabhu can answer that better than anyone. But by especially by chanting and by purifying a place by people getting a chance to hear the holy name or having hearing about Krishna or or just association with devotees or or having an opportunity to honor Prasadam. Um, these are all pl- ways to make a place holy and uh, or to make your home holy. Like your home is a holy home because you have uh, holy. You know, your parents are holy and, you're, um, and you have deities in your home and uh, like that. So uh, that's the way to make it holy. Is that all right, Madhava? Yes. Great.
1: thank you, young man. This is what I was going to ask, but you ask in a general question. And I just want to uh, share with you a, just a example. Recently I saw an American reporter went to the temple, and he was talking with priests, and he said, you know, uh, just uh, recently I went to... Uh, this Muslim guy who was uh, making deities, and he's a deity maker. And uh, so even though he belongs to a different uh, faith, really faith and, and, and he's making a Krishna's ta- uh, deity, so did he put the spirit, and is he the one who's the uh, God maker and all that? So Bree said, okay, first he blessed him, and he said the reason is that, that he was supposed to make the deity, and he brought, but we are the one. We are the devotee who put the spirit in him. That's why we.
0: What we? Yes. There is, as Srila as we were hearing on that video, there is an authorized way to do deity worship, and uh, the idea is that the devotees beg Krishna to please come and enter the form of the deity so that we can. Have that opportunity to serve him. So there's there's a whole process. That sometimes it's a like we did recently in Baltimore, a multiple day process to what we call install the deities. So yes, that's the essence of uh, beginning deity worship. So uh, next question, uh, Chaitanya, right here.
3: Thank you, Prabhuji. I don't know how much time we have. 100. Two three minutes. So, Prabhupada, um, uh, I was very fascinated uh, how you opened your talk, you know? and um, having known you for so many years, you're really wonderful. <laughs> so, my question is here. Your opening, you said about Krishna is a person. Mm. Uh, and um, we should love him as he is. Correct. Okay, so, and we also know from Shastra, Krishna is old s- spiritual not mm-hmm. a change of material. Right. So when we say Krishna is uh, you know, all spiritual, uh, that would kind of defy in the general public, those who are not very familiar with Krishna conscious philosophy, they think that how can Krishna can have a form when he's all spiritual? Mm-hmm. Because they have this conception, form means it's all material. Right. So I thought it's very important uh, that we should remember um, when we say form, Krishna's form is not material form, right. spiritual form. Yes. And so that really brings me another point. So uh, as you know this is a hypothesis I'm developing. So we are material and we are trying to love spiritual form. So right. there is indeed a reciprocal relationship with matter and spirit.
0: Okay, good. And, and just, uh, do we have time for one more or no? I can comment on that or I could just take one last question if there's. Okay. I just like to think of things, and I mentioned this maybe before. Um, I kind of always liked uh, the philosopher Hegel's presentation of thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Right? Um, and the thesis is, you know, okay, so we, are, we have a material form. We're human beings, we have a material form. So the antithesis is, well, if there's any kind of supreme, it must be formless. The synthesis is, there's a form, but it's not material, it's spiritual. See, that's the progression. And so that's, that's a, that is, as uh, Prabhuji is saying, a, it, it, it takes some understanding. In the If you ever get a chance, we don't have time now, if you read the fourth chapter, verse 10, of the Bhagavad Gita, Srila Prabhupada's purport there, he talks about um, that there's different reasons why it's hard to accept that. Because one reason is anytime we've had experience of people, they've had there's been problems with. You ever have problems with people, right, right? And and the idea of of um, of having another personal relationship, you know, it, it's 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 a challenge to the mind. So therefore. It's our job to uh, to introduce people to the Bhagavad Gita and the the philosophy um, of understanding that the supreme that that God is a person. I mean, it makes like we were saying before. It makes sense, right? That in the sense that we're persons, so how could God be less than us, right? Um, But really, ultimately, and I did have a picture of this, but I took it. uh, I didn't have it in the PowerPoint. I took it out of a jar of honey, and ultimately. We have to um, make an experiment, right? What is the uh, scientific method? There's a hypothesis. What is it? There's three steps also in the scientific method a hypothesis, experiment, and conclusion, right? So the hypothesis is that Krishna (laughs) consciousness. That's called, that's called an akashvani, an instruction from the sky. Kangsa, you're such a fool. <laughs> ah, no. 2 o'clock, your wife's going to kill you. Uh, I'll just, just, so the hypothesis is that Krishna consciousness works, that this practice of bhakti works. But the experiment we have to do on ourselves. You can't just do these little test tubes. That has nothing to do with you. But you actually perform the experiment. You practice those five most potent items of bhakti and you get the conclusion. So I was going to have a picture of a jar of honey because Srila Prabhupada would sometimes give this example, that you can't experience honey by licking the outside of the jar. You actually have to taste the honey. So on that uh, note, um, thank you very much. Hare Krishna.
3: Hare Krishna. Thank you.